Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, a podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? Good. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy late Thanksgiving. Happy, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Went back to Dallas, uh, saw the family, and... Enjoyed some turkey and stuffing. And What's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? The food-wise. Food-wise? Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Oh, mashed potatoes. You like your mashed potatoes with uh, gravy, no gravy? Is there a spe- specific way? You know, I like just butter. I like just butter on my mashed just potato butter. with some salt and pepper. Right. Do you like mashed potatoes with skin still in it? I do not. No. Okay. I don't like. I don't like them where they have a little bit of uh, mashed potato bits. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And if I have, if I had my druthers, I would probably uh, want them like fully loaded mashed potatoes because I like a fully loaded baked potato. Okay, fully loaded mashed potatoes like with the cheese and everything. I want like cheese on top of it. Uh-huh. I want bacon. I want uh, bacon. the wow. green onions on oh, so it. So you want like a baked potato, yeah, but mashed. But mashed. I guess that. I guess they and, are. They and are here's like the thing. I'm a big twice baked potato, which is the same thing. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. Twice baked. Okay. That, okay. Well, that's where you cook the potato. You cut it in half. You take everything out of okay. the okay. potato. Yeah. So now you have a potato skin, right? Right. Right. But you whip all the innards of the potato with sour cream and butter and uh, cheese and bacon bits and whatnot. And then you put it back in to the potato skin. Right. Throw some more cheese and butter on top and melt it uh-huh. in the yeah. oven. Yeah. That's a twice bake. Okay. So I guess my wife does that then because that's how she does. She she makes potato, takes it inside out, puts it in a bowl, mixes it up. It's great. But well, what it's do not you worth call it. it? So, we just call it baked potato. Whatever. Just... Altered yeah. baked potato? Yeah, just baked potato because that, that's the only way I know. I mean, sometimes we have potato bars at work and I panic because I don't know what to do because... What's a... Oh, potato bar. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, because my wife always makes my baked potatoes. So my my baked potatoes that I try to make are nothing like what my wife makes. And so mm. I'm always disappointed because mm. I'm over here trying to cut it and yeah. cut it inside. And I'm like, sure. this is not working the way I want it to work. That's interesting. So yeah. So, what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite is you know I like the desserts. So like a, a good pumpkin pie or okay. a good pecan pie. And the pumpkin pie has to have some whipped cream on top. Oh yeah, yeah. Some yeah, whipped cream. Yeah. Okay. Cool whip. Cool whip is cool whip. what I like. Cool whip. All yeah. Right. Not a fan of pecan pies. Not a fan. Why is that? Are you allergic I don't like, to pecans? I don't like pecans. I don't like the nut. Pe- what? Pecans. You don't like pecans? I do not. Mm, that's a, you're in Texas. That's, I know. I should that's, get that's my a, car yeah, taken yeah, away. Right? Should, yeah. I don't know. You like corn on your... Po- <laughs> you, you, rather than corn pie. Right. Give me a corn pie. Give me a <laughs> cream corn pie. A, a cream corn There's pie? There's not. <laughs> There's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you do for Thanksgiving? Anything? Uh, just uh, hang out with the family. Got yeah. some, had some family come in from uh, San Antonio. Okay. Uh, they came in. Uh, we watched, you know, the Cowboys game again. Good game? They, they did. Oh, it's good because it was... The, it was a positive game for us, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, and then just kind of hang out the rest of the weekend. Um, you know, I'm trying to catch up on some combat sports too. Yeah, absolutely. We got a lot of boxing action. We need to review the last oh, couple yeah. weeks. Been kind of busy, you know. We sure did. So the last yeah. couple of weeks, we did have some big matches that we didn't uh, recap. But let's just go ahead and start with going all the way back to November 18th, live from the AO Arena in Manchester, England. We had Nick Ball versus Isaac Dalbe. 
in a WBC title eliminator. Two fighters looking to receive a featherweight title shot with a win in this match. Nick Ball came in undefeated, 18-0, and Isaac Dalbe, the veteran, came in 24-3, looking for his possibly his last chance as trying to get back into the belt. Yeah, and, and Dalbe looked really dangerous throughout. I thought he was real competitive in most rounds, but Ball was the better man this night, man. It was. I mean, uh, Dalbe kind of showed towards the end his his uh his i guess age yes or the youthfulness of nick ball nick ball i think nick balls came out of nowhere he's one of those that just uh has ro- risen through the ranks and now got to fight a big name I, you know we say big name because we know boxing a little bit yeah and uh, isaac dabe and uh he does come in put in a really good show yeah absolutely technically Kind of blows Dog Bay out of the water, you know, winning by decision, uh, one sixteen one eleven, one eighteen one oh nine, and one nineteen one oh eight. Kind of one sided, very very one sided. But I thought it was deserved. I I thought uh, Ball earned those judges' scorecards. Yeah, that that's correct. Now, um, what do you think's next for Nick Ball? I mean, Frank Warren wants maybe one more round, one more fight before he gets uh the bigger names. Um, yeah. But what do you think? Sam? He said that if Ball doesn't get his shot at the WBC belt next, that it would be a fight after that and that he would make sure that it's over in the United Kingdom when he fights. Ball is now 19-0 and 0 and looking to uh, get into a title contention. Uh, Isaac Dalbate now falls to 24-4. and 4. Uh, What do you think is next for him? See, gatekeeper Gatekeeper, now? Gatekeeper, unfortunately, but he's only 29. (laughs) Isn't that, it's crazy to say that. But he's been through a lot of wars, and a lot of wars age um, some of our warriors. Yep. Now, a couple days before that, we had a huge card on ESPN, and that was on Thursday Night Boxing. Weird, wasn't it? It was weird. But did you watch it? I did. I I did, did too. I did, too. Instead of watching some uh, Prime uh, video or uh, Amazon Prime football, Football. uh, boxing took the, the showcase. Absolutely. In the first uh, part of the uh, card, we did have Emmanuel Navarrete versus Robinson Consensao. A fight that saw a massive favorite barely retain his belt at the end of the night. Emmanuel Navarrete, he did come in 38-1, holding the WBO junior lightweight title against Robinson Consensao, who, of course, you know, he's a little bit older, along in the tooth, um, 17-2. But, man, he really showed... That his chin, he showed some uh, warrior mentality. Oh, he absolutely did. I mean, he came out. I thought he started very, uh, very well. Was fairly clearly winning the first three rounds, in my opinion, and then uh, he had that hiccup in the fourth. You know, we I kept on waiting for Navarrete to go ahead and take control of yeah. this, and there was a couple of times where Navarrete did show up, did get land pretty good uh, uh, shots. Um, but Robinson Consensal, he really took them really well and delivered a lot of big shots, too. Yeah. Like you said, Navarrete never really fully took over the fight. And I don't know if it was Navarrete that was a little confused or frustrated with his opponent or Conseo Con- was just that good. Right. I mean, good game na- plan. Navarrete, you know? he came in. You could tell he's one of those that just puts his head down and goes forward. Yes. Knocked down uh, Consensal a couple of times, and even the commentators were, were already saying, "Okay, he's, this is where the pedal goes That's to right. the metal, right?" Yes. And uh, no, and Robinson did show up and uh, did continue fighting, and with the warrior-like style, um, we do end up with a draw. 
Yeah, we ended up with a draw, and I think uh, you know uh, it wouldn't have been a draw had Navarrete didn't get some ten eight rounds in that four and six. Because I'm going to tell you, Robinson was winning that fight for a bit. Well, here are the card numbers um, or the scorecards: one thirteen, one thirteen, one thirteen, one thirteen, and one fourteen, one twelve. So one of the um, one of the so it's a mixed decision yep. draw. Yes. Uh, so one of the judges did have it for Navarrete. Uh, but you're right. Uh, two rounds were eight, tw- 10, eight rounds. Yep, and that's what saved him. And that saved him because um, Robinson really showed, especially in the early rounds, winning several of those rounds. Yep, absolutely. And that was a very, very exciting match. Uh, really prepared us for the return of one of boxing's greatest boxers um, on Thursday night boxing. This whole card was built around Mr. Shakur Stevenson, who is fighting against Edwin De Los Santos. Who said, hey, I am the best boxer in the world at this point. In the world. In yeah. the world at this point. And guess what? We saw two fighters take center stage in this main event on ESPN Plus looking to showcase their skills and put on an exciting performance. Shakur Stevenson came in an exciting 20-0, and, oh, and De Los Santos was a formidable 16-1 challenger. We, the stars were aligned for an amazing boxing match, wasn't it? Yes. I mean, they already said this made history on Thursday night. It just wasn't the history that they thought they were going to be making. Yeah, you know, the history making uh, that they did perform was that there was 40 total punches. In landed. two rounds? How many rounds there, sir? A 12 rounds. 12 rounds. Think about that. Think about that for a sec. That is, what are we talking, 12 rounds? We're talking uh, less than five Five punches the whole neither, round? Neither fighter, fighter landed double-digit punches yeah. um, in, in any round. In yeah. any round, the best boxer in boxing yes. didn't even land more than 10 punches. Yes. They said that this is the fewest landed punches in 12 rounds in the company's 38-year fight tracking history. The other thing is that, you know, well, um, how about Shakur Stevenson's defense? He That was great then, right? Because he... Didn't get any shots landed on him. Well, can't we say De Los <laughs> Santos also had great, uh, you know, counter skills as well, not getting any landed on him? Yeah, all jokes aside, I mean, man, this was <laughs> such a boring fight. I mean, I don't know what's going on. What happened? A lot of people were speculating that there was an injury for Shakur Stevens, Stevenson. Do you think? Um, maybe so, but the thing is that you still had to have a game plan. You still had to go in there. If you are injured, do something different. De Los Santos... He also was lackluster. There was moments in the fight that even his corner was saying, come on, wake up, get with it. You're here. This is where they're taking. Here's the thing. Santos, this was his career-defining moment. Right. Biggest fight against a number one, one of the best fighters in the world, and he laid a goose egg. He laid I mean, a goose egg. He had nothing to lose, right? He was always going to be overmatched, right? Always right? going to be um, the underdog. Always going to be one projected. He's going to lose anyway. Go out there and get, get, blow caution to the wind, right? And no, nothing happened. He, nothing was generated. It was such a lackluster performance on both sides, but more disappointed on De Los Santos because I think, like you said, this was his opportunity yeah. to shine. And if Shakur Stevenson didn't have nothing for him, couldn't do bring anything to him, he should have taken the moment and uh, taken taken the center stage. I mean, we're going to talk about what Stevenson's going to do moving forward. But for Santos, 
His career is over. I mean, literally, if you think that people aren't gonna gonna want to see a Stevenson fight again, nobody's gonna want to have put Santos against another fighter and expect it to be a, a an exciting match. You right, know exactly. And now, um, everyone's looking at. So, well, let's just go ahead. Shakur Stevenson retains get retains his title. He do, he doesn't lose it, right? He actually was fighting for the WBC title. Oh, he wins it. He, he wins, wins it. it. He, okay, he Sha- wins the fight. Shakur Stevenson wins the fight. That's right. Wins the title. We yes. have a ch- new champion That's in right. the division. Almost lackluster, right? Like something like, hmm, something's wrong here. We, I know we're joking a lot about this, but this deserves to be a joke because it was it was so bad. I mean, the fight was so bad that the promotion couldn't even put up one video clip of a highlight on You're social right. media. Right. That's how bad this was. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, everyone's talking a lot of mess behind uh, Shakur Stevenson's back, right? I mean, talking about his performance, you know, maybe we don't need to fight him. Maybe he is not one of those hot top contenders uh, out there in the division. Maybe there's someone different that we should uh, fight against. Um, making Shakur Stevenson look weak, I think, in my opinion. He's 21-0 now. He's been a champ in three division. But did he really earn this belt tonight? I mean, did he really earn that belt? Well, Andre Ward said it, and you know Andre Ward is a boxing god. Yep. Um, he said, "I don't see what the problem is. He came, he fought, he won, got the belt, and got paid." Well, I hope he enjoys that payment because I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if he's going to get paid again uh, because they're saying now some of the big names are saying we're not going to sell tickets. I mean, Cambosis Jr., Zapata, Ryan Garcia, yeah. they're all like, "I'm not going to sell." Any tickets with this guy Nothing. currently? I know. Yeah, Ryan Garcia too. He was also saying, you know, I don't even think I want to fight him anymore. No. Just because of this performance. No. And it sucks. It it, it sucks that it's got to be like that. But that is the truth. And I, I haven't seen anything going forward with Stevenson, but, you know. I don't know. I don't know what's next. Do you do you have any idea? I mean, in your well, I mean, ball? I think the thing is, this is an opportunity for whoever is a mandatory for the next for for that belt is because there's always that op- that that uh that problem where we have yeah a champion wants to fight another champion. Well, yeah. now none of the other champions want to fight him right yeah. now. There's no no reason to. Yeah. No. Um. Now we have a mandatory probably for that division for that belt. Maybe it's an opportunity for that mandatory to jump up and uh, try to get an opportunity to fight for that championship. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what what Stevenson's future is because right now it looks a little bleak. All right. Well, that brings us to our this past Saturday's big matchup um, live from the Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, November 25th. David Benavides versus Demetrius Andrade, Andre in the NA 12 round super middleweight clash. Daniel, I got one word for you. Ben Davis pummeled, pummeled Andrade, in, in my opinion. Andrade. First of all, did you know this is the last time where we're gonna that we're gonna see Showtime boxing pay per view? I know. I was, a little, I was a little teared up. I couldn't believe that was happening. Also, on that note, um, you know, we know we no longer have HBO boxing. No. We now no longer have Showtime boxing. Now it's all ESPN or or DAZN, DAZN or right. maybe Trill. Uh, maybe there's some other $20 pay-per-view opportunities out there. But 
the legends Showtime and, and HBO are no longer with They us. are out of business when it comes to boxing. I saw a little clip of Jim Lampley talking about this fight. Do you remember Jim Lampley? He of was a commentator for HBO. Um, he's kind of aged a little bit. A little bit, right? Yeah, and I was I was really surprised how uh, Jim Lantley has aged in um, since since we last saw him. Yeah. But that, again, um, that brings us to our David Benavides fight. Like you said, Benavides came in. You know, Andre looked good. He looked really good. First couple of rounds, took it to him. Had a lot of great combinations. His his uh the way he his fight plan was to stay inside. Don't let Benedictus use his reach and his length, yeah, to to get the upper hand. He's Andre did stay aggressive, was staying in there. It's just Benedictus. He had so much power. He looked everything else. good, man. I don't scary know, good. He he used his height too, really well. Yeah. The other thing about Andre, he jumped up a weight class. I believe he's. This is probably he the first or second time that he's he fought at one sixty eight. He's always been a 154, one something like that. Well, and he's actually a former, you know, 154, 160 title holder, too. Yeah, exactly. He you came know? in undefeated, 32 right. and old. Benavides, 27 and 0. But the difference, one of the big differences, we have a young, hungry lion in the other side of the ring. Absolutely. In David Benavides, who is out to make a point, right? I think that all week long, where everyone in the boxing community was saying, okay, you want to fight Canelo, show me what you got. Not just win. Show yeah. me you can sell some tickets and show me you're a crusher. And guess what? Benedivis did that this night. So in your opinion, you think Benedivis blew him out of the water. Obviously, he, he, he got a TKO in the sixth round. He almost got stopped. I mean, the ref went to the corner and told the corner, listen, you're either going to show me something because I'm not going to watch that beat down that I just saw in the, in the fifth and sixth round. So you think it was enough for Canelo's team to say, you know what? Let's go ahead and bring this. I think it's enough for the Canelo's team to say we don't want that fight. Oh, so you think they're ducking? I think they're ducking. Huh, interesting. Do you think they're ducking? Um, I just think, I don't know if David Benavides is a big enough name, a big enough fighter for royalty, right? Canelo sure. Alvarez. Um, but I think right now he, it's... it's um. The name, the, these two names are synonymous to each other now, right? Everyone's talking, just the, even people that are not in part of boxing. I had someone come up to me and say, hey, if they fight that weekend, let's go ahead and watch it together. We'll, we'll, we'll set something up. People that normally don't come, you know, say, let's go watch a boxing match. It's Benavides, and he says, if Benavides and Canelo fight on Cinco de Mayo, yep. we should go watch it, you know, together. Sure. So that means that, you know, people are listening. People are watching. People are anticipating. You know, there there comes a point where, you know, you keep saying this name isn't worthy to fight me. He hasn't done enough or I'm not going to sell enough tickets to where if the guy that you keep, let's say, not worthy, keep avoiding. Well, that that worthiness now becomes now you're just avoiding a loss. And Canelo, to be honest with you, in the last two years, hasn't looked like the God Almighty that we all think Mm -hmm. he is. He just hasn't. Well, I don't think that that's going to be his next fight. I think um, Bevel will be the next fight. In, uh, so then he'll and, come off a loss fighting Benedivis because he ain't beating Bevel. He's just not beating him. We'll see. That's why they I fight mean, the fight. That's why they fight the fight. That's yeah. right. 
All right, well, that brings us to this week's big boxing match. Um, first off, we will start across uh, the pond in Ireland, live from the SEC, no, SSE Arena in Belfast, Ireland. Michael Conlan versus Jordan Gill in a 12-round flyweight bout. This is at 112 pounds. Jesse Bam Rodriguez, Sonny Edwards, Julio Cesar Martinez are some of our other champions. Now, Michael Mick Conlin is 32 years old, 18-2 with 9 KOs, 28th ranked in this division. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the fifth round, May of this year, and he debuted in 2017. Now, Jordan the Thrill Gill is 29 years old, 27-2 with 11 KOs. He is currently unranked. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the fourth round, October of last year, and he debuted in 2012. Now, Colin is a massive favorite at a minus 1,000, and Gill is a plus 525. Michael Conlin is the hometown fighter coming from Ireland. He stands at 5'8 with a 69-inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance with a 50% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Karim Garifai, TJ Donahue, and Miguel Mariaga. Notable losses come against Luis Alberto Lopez and Lee Wood. Jordan Gill is from the United Kingdom. He stands at 5'7 with a 64-inch reach and fights out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has a 29% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Karim Gurfai, Cesar Juarez, Reese Bellatoli, and Reese Bellatoli. Notable losses come against Kiko Martinez and Emmanuel Navarrete. Well, we both like watching uh, Michael Conlon fight. We do, yeah. Especially when it's against Lee Wood, Lee Wood and him <laughs> right. had a couple battles or had a nice real uh, battle. We got a fresh fighter now for him, right? Fresh fighter, uh, Jordan Gill. Obviously, he's not picked to win. No, he's not. Not even a close. thousand, a thousand, thousand points. Is that is that what's it, it's, it's a thousand to one odds. Thousand to one odds. I mean, if you want to make some money, I guess you could put it on Gill, but that's gonna. It's not going to happen. It. I mean, we can make this short and sweet. I got Conlon by TKO in the sixth round. I have Conlon, but I have it by decision. Okay. Next up, um, we have a live from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, this December 2nd. We have Ryan Garcia versus Oscar Duarte in a 12-round lightweight, lightweight bout. So this is at 140 pounds. Josh Taylor Regis Porgus, Alberto Pulo are some of our other champions. Now, Ryan King Ray Garcia is 25 years old, 23 and 1 with 19 KOs. He is currently ranked eighth in this division. His last fight was a loss by KO April of this year, and he debuted in 2016. Now, Oscar Durate is 27 years old, 26 1 and 1 with 21 KOs. He is currently ranked 20th in this division. His last fight was a win by a stoppage in the seventh. May of this year, and he debuted in 2013. Now, Garcia is a minus 450, and Durte is a plus 280. Ryan Garcia is from Los Angeles, California. He stands at 5'9", with a 70-inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance and now has an 82% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Javier Fortuna, Emmanuel Tagu, and Luke Campbell. Notable losses come against Javante Davis. Oscar Duarte is from Mexico. He stands at 5'9 with a 71-inch reach and fights out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has an 80% knockout rate. Notable wins come against D'Angelo Keys, Alex Martin, and Javier Franco. Notable losses come against Adrian Estrella. 
Well, the last time we saw Garcia, it was on the losing end. Um, do you th- uh, so it was in May, right? It, w- it was in it April. Was in April. Yep. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, do you think he learned his dis- he learned his lesson by sitting out so long, and then fighting against Gervonta Davis? But this is kind of a uh, I think it's two hundred and twenty seven days since he last fought. fought. It was April of this year. Yeah. So almost, almost. A year. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, what do you think he learned, though? What do you think he well, learned? I think he learned that the ring rust is real. Okay. And to stay active. Yep. Um, but now that I thought it was in May, June that he fought, um, April is kind of stretching it. I think that, that is that bit, is still um, a distance from each other or from his last fight. Um, but man, we'll see what who we see. In the where's ring. that head? Yeah, where's that head? Is it because all I've been hearing all week okay. long is King King Rye versus Shakur Stevenson? Not really a lot about uh, against Oscar Duarte, a fight that he's. I hope he's there. not overlooking this. Like it wasn't like he was. It's not like he's coming off a win. He's still undefeated. And the like, other thing is that did he fix his guard? Right? Because we looked at the the tape of yeah. um, him versus Luke Campbell dropping his guard, getting knocked down. Him against Gervonta Davis, dropping his guard, getting knocked out. It's such a good point because, you know, you don't know how to beat someone until somebody beats them in a, in a loss. And it, it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, whatever it is, you figure out, oh, this is the game plan. Yeah. So is Oscar looking at that tape, which I'm sure he is going, ah, oh, the, there's no guard on Garcia. Yeah, this is my yeah. idea. Once I think he fixed it. And I'm going with Garcia. Oh, I'm going with Garcia by by decision. I'm going by TKO on the fifth. I think he makes a presence again. I think he makes a statement. And the only reason I have it as as a TKO or as a decision is because I think uh, Oscar Duarte comes in with the 82 percent knockout rate. I mean, he's no he's slouch. No slouch. And he's, he's only had one loss. Only one loss. Yeah. Say almost the same record as uh, Ryan Garcia. Same age. They're same both age. Young. I mean, maybe not the names aren't there, but I mean, he's he's there. He's he's if he wins this fight, this is a, a career defining moment, Look, right? We just said for earlier, both people. That's right. We just said earlier, Santos had a challenge in front right. of him. Yes. He could made history. Could have made history. Name could be on you know the map. Yeah. This is exactly Oscars. If he had learned anything from Shakur Stevenson fight, he needs to get in there and make a statement on Garcia. There's there's an opportunity for Oscar Duarte to come in next week when we're on the podcast. That's right. And we, we'll be singing the praises and That's right. saying Oscar Duarte is the next big thing since sliced bread. That's right. All right. Well, that brings us to our boxing news and notes. One to bring up real quick. Did you see the Katie Taylor fight last weekend? Oh, that's right. I was going to mention that too. Katie yeah. Taylor. Yeah, I did not see that fight, but I did see the results. Yes. And she is now a new undisputed champion at 140. So now she holds belts in two different divisions. So is it uh, time for Amanda Serrano to come and get those belts again? Well, it, it, they've talked about it. Uh, they, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Taylor keeps saying, I want to have a fight in Dublin's Croke Park. So whoever you're lining me up against, that's where I want it to be. Some say there's going to be another rematch uh, in the trilogy of, you know, Cameron, who she just beat. But, you know, some are saying Serrano, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, going back to Mr. Ryan Garcia, uh, rumor has it that Teofimo Lopez said he turned down an offer to fight Ryan Garcia. So how big of a fight would it have it been if it was 
Teofimo Lopez versus Ryan Garcia this Saturday night. This coming Saturday night? Yeah. Oh, that'd be huge. It would have been a huge, huge pay-per-view, right? right? People, I'm sure people would have bought the pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it looks like the Who, former the former unified lightweight champion from Brooklyn, New York, told reporters Saturday night that in Las Vegas, during the Benavides fight, that he rejected an offer to face Garcia to um to fight. He said that whatever they offered him, the payday uh-huh. was far below what he feels that he was worth. Yeah. I'm sure it was. Yeah, he said he was offered 1.5 million to fight Garcia. That's not enough for for Lopez, is it? Now he's coming off only one. Like he lost, and he just recently won. Like he's coming off one fight win. One fight right now, win. Right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think he kind of needs to work his way up. Maybe, maybe that is enough. Isn't enough? But is he still the who's who of that division? I don't think he is. Right. Mm, I don't know. I, he's going up a division now. Remember, he okay. lost in the, that division. And then now he's going up to the new division. And what's what is the new division? Uh, I don't know exactly. Let's see. Here we go. Um, yeah. So with uh, Regis Borges, uh, Sandra Martin, Roly Romero, uh, O'Hara Davies, uh, Teofimo Lopez. I mean, he is a champion in that division right now. So he's a he's a WBO champion at one hundred and forty pounds, right? Correct. But he's moving up in weight. No, he moved up from the he Devin moved, Haney weight. Okay, so what you know as far as as far as the rankings, I see it. They got him ranked number one. Do you have any other news? I do. Right. So I'm going to ask you, who are the top three U.S. boxers today? I'm going to give you some names. You tell me of these nine names. What are the three top ones of the U.S. boxers right now? Okay, Haney, Crawford, Wilder. Stevenson, Benedivis, Plant, Ennis, Davis, Rodriguez. Got to pick th- only three. Three? Man, three top fine. ones. Well, for sure, uh, Crawford. For sure, Crawford. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rodriguez. So which Rodriguez are you talking about? Um, Oscar Rodriguez. I think Bam Rodriguez. Okay. Bam Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, let me see the, the pictures again. So see the pictures. Uh, what three do you? I'll go ahead and say right now the biggest names right now is Crawford, Davis, and Haney. I agree with you. Now you could have argued before that Stevenson fight. It would have been Stevenson. Oh uh, yeah, you could have. Could have big you time. Can't put that in there. And Benedivis with the dominant win did not sway your vote at all. Not not no. Because because I don't think that that was. He was supposed to do that against Andrade. Andrade did not look like okay. himself at all. Yeah. All right. Do you have any other news? I do not. Well, that brings us to our MMA segment for this week where we did not have a recap. The UFC had a break. They did. A week in off. Between, a week off. Um, so that so we'll just go ahead and jump on to this week's fights um, live down the road from us. In Central Texas, Austin, live what? from the Moody Center Arena. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, this is UFC on ESPN, Dariush versus Sorokian, again, December 2nd, live from Austin, Texas. Kicking off our recap, or preview, kicking off our preview, we have Rob Font versus Davison Figueredo. 
This is in the Bantamweight division, 135-pound Sean O'Malley is our current champion. Rob Font, 36 years old, 20-7 and seven with nine KOs. Four submissions, seven decisions. He is currently ranked 10th in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision, August of this year, and he is 1-3 and three in his last four fights. Now, Davison Figueredo is 35 years old, 21-3 and three with nine KOs, eight submissions and four decisions. He is currently ranked third at the flyweight division. He is moving up in weight. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the third round, January of this year. He is 1-2 and two in his last three fights. Now, Font is a minus 140. Figueredo is a plus 120. Rob Font is from Massachusetts. He stands at 5'8 with a 71.5-inch reach. He represents New England Cartel. Notable wins come against Adrian Yanez, Cody Garbrandt, and Marlon Moraes. Notable losses come against Corey Sanhagen, Jose Aldo, and Marlon Vera. Davison Figueredo is from Brazil. He stands at 5'5 with a 68-inch reach, and he represents Shooter Box Diego Lima. Notable wins come against Brandon Moreno, Alex Perez, and Joseph Benavides. Notable losses come against Brandon Moreno, Brandon Moreno, and Jusimir, Jusier Formiga. Well, are we throwing Figueredo into the fire right into this new division? Hey, look at look at the size discrepancy. 5'8 ish versus a five five and i think five five probably is going to be a little generous yes right right um man i think that's that's a that's a huge height difference right now but do you think there is a power difference well we're gonna find out aren't we oh we obviously will i mean i don't know i i don't know that answer i know font is no there's no no pushover right but i i do think that davis and figueredo will come in and start wreaking havoc in this division and get a decision win against Rob Font. So you don't see any hiccups after his loss because he's coming off a loss. No, I don't. I think no. Rob Font is a, a great gatekeeper. He's right a now. great gatekeeper, right? right. Um, I think Figueroa is on a mission to claim a championship in that division. I don't disagree with you. Uh, there's a difference between uh, fighting fights in the UFC and fighting championship fights. Right, right. And the only thing Figueredo knows is how to fight championship, championship. fights. Yep. And oh, by the way, he doesn't have to fight five rounds. He only got to fight three. Just three. And he has fought, what What are we on, F- the fourth, fourth championship he mm-hmm. had to fight in a row, 20, 20 rounds? Right. I mean, crazy. I like Figueredo as well uh, by decision. All right, that brings us to our co-main event of the evening, Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green in a lightweight division clash. This is at 155 pounds. Islam Makashev is our current champion. Now, Jalen, the Tarantula Turner, is 28 years old, 13-7 and seven with nine KOs. Four submissions, zero decisions. He is currently ranked 20th in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision July of this year, and he's on a two fight losing streak now bobby king green is 37 years old 31 and 14 with 11 ko's nine submissions and 11 decisions he is currently ranked ninth in this division his last fight was a win by ko in the first round october of this year and he is on a two fight winning streak now turner is a minus 225 and green is a plus 185 jalen turner is from san bernardino california he stands at 6'3 with a 77-inch reach, and represents RVCA Training Center. Notable wins come against Brad Rydell, Jeremy, Jamie Merlarkey, 
and Uros Mirich. Notable losses come against Dan Hooker, Martiz Gamrut, and Vicente Luque. Bobby Green is from Fontana, California. He stands at 5'10 with a 71-inch reach and represents Pinnacle MMA. Notable wins come against Grant Dawson, Tony Ferguson, and Al Iaquinta. Notable losses come against Drew Dober, Islam Makashev, and Rafael Faziv. I can't believe Green is the underdog. Mm, yeah. Two-fight winning streak. Turner is, is on a two-fight losing streak, but he is favored. Is this someone, because was Bobby Green supposed to fight some, oh, Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker, yeah. Yeah, and he still is the underdog, even though he was going to. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, uh, Jalen Turner is, like you said, two-fight losing streak right now. Bobby Green, I think, two-fight winning streak. So, Green is ranked ninth in this division. Mm-hmm. Turner is ranked 20th, and somehow. Yeah, something's going. Something's, something's a Did we not, not know mathing. something? Yeah, it's not math in here. Um, I like Bobby Green by decision. I like Bobby Green by TKO in the first round. Wow. Well, I and and in fact, if we look at this real quick, I, I'm I'm apt to put uh, hypothetical money on the underdog Green, and then yeah. the, uh, and then the and then the underdog Figueredo. Yeah, I you, mean, you you coming on top right there. You know, yeah. we didn't say how is it that the former champ of another division is the underdog in his first fight. I just right. say it doesn't make sense. Well, that brings us to our main event of the evening: Benil Dariush versus Armand Sarukian in a lightweight division clash. This is at 155 pounds, and Islam Makhachev is our current champion. Benil Dariush is 34 years old, 22 and five with five KOs, eight submissions, and nine decisions. He is currently ranked fifth in this division. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the first round, June of this year, and he is eight and one in his last nine fights. Now, Armand Sarukian is 27 years old, 20 and three with the eight KOs, five submissions, and seven decisions. He is currently ranked tenth in this division. His his last fight was a win by TKO in the third round, June of this year, and he is seven and two in his last nine fights. Now, Tizrukian is a minus two twenty five, and Darius is a plus two twenty five. Benil Darius is from Huntington Beach, California. He stands at five ten with a seventy two inch reach and represents Kings MMA. Notable wins come against Martus Gamrut, Tony Ferguson, and Drew Dober. Notable losses come against Charles Oliveira, Alex Hernandez and Edson Barbosa. Armin Sarikian is from Georgia. He stands at 5'7 with a 72-inch reach and represents American top team. Notable wins come against Joachim Silva, Demir Ismagulov, and Joel Alvarez. Notable losses come against Martiz Gamrut and Islam Makashev. It's another odds that baffle me. I don't understand why Benyel is the underdog. I don't understand. He's 8-1. Like before that loss in June, he was on a streak. Right? He was on a streak. Yeah, an eight fight winning streak. I think. And he got caught. Yeah. It was the first round. He got caught with TKO. It happens. And how many people don't get caught with Charles Oliveira? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. So I I don't know where the odd maker on this, but I am certainly taking the underdog Darius. I'm taking him by submission in the second round. Um, I'm also taking Benil Darius by submission too because you know he, he's a submission specialist. Absolutely. So, uh, do we have any other fights on here that may be interesting? Uh, let's see. Well, we got the return of Sean Brady versus Kevin Gastelum. Ooh, that's a good one. Really good fight. Um, Clay Guida. Oh, man. Always the, the, entertaining. The, the caveman. The the uh, the carpenter, Clay Guida. Versus Joaquin Silva. 
and uh, uh, Polynely Siriano versus uh, just Dustin Stoltzis. That's a that's a good main card. It is a really good card, really, and I'm surprised that um, that uh, that um, God dang it, I'm surprised that his name just left my head. I'm surprised that Kevin Gastelum is so far down the card. Isn't that crazy? I mean, of course, he's yeah. still main card, but yeah. he, you would think that his name would generate co-main event yeah. or at least um, the third fight from the main event. I, based on that main card, I'm giving it an eight. An eight? That's where I'm going with my bar. I'm setting a little high, but, you know, it's been a couple weeks, and I'm ready to get some UFC action back back in my life. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. What do you I got? Think, you know, the, the, on the undercard we have, uh, or in the preliminary cards, we have Misha Tate fighting. <laughs> okay. Jokar Close. Okay. Is there Wellington Turner? Cody Brundage is also. Yeah. There, there's some good names on there's this some card. Some really good names on this yep. card. Live from Austin, Texas. I'm going to go ahead and just be conservative and say 7.5. 7.5. All right. All right. That brings us to our MMA news and notes. So, I have got another list for you. I'm going to see if you can name some of these names. Can you guess the UFC two division champs? But they weren't simultaneous. But can you name some names that is on this list that were two division champs? Okay. Naming some names. Like name some names yeah. off the top of my head? Yes, that's uh, the top of your head. Two division champs. Uh, Conor McGregor. That is correct. Uh, Daniel Cormier. You're two for two. And then let's see. Uh Anderson Silva? No. No. Mm, two divisions. Two divisions. They don't have to be simultaneous. I they don't have to be I'm carrying both at the same time. But they, they have one, two, three. Henry Cejudo. That is correct. Yeah. And that do I have to name more? Uh there, more? there are one, two, three, there are six more. Okay. You um, know you know how oh, 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 oh. Alex Pieta. That is correct. Yeah, and then let's see who else. Oh, oh no. I was going to say, no, Volkanovski didn't win anything. Then, no. So, uh, two divisions. Oh, yeah, there's a, couple, there's a few. One, it, one is a current champion, but he's injured right now. Current champion, but injured. Um, John Jones? That is correct. I was going to say John Lightweight Jones. Lightweight and know heavyweight, he, right? Oh, he won the heavyweight championship. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, how about uh, a woman? Oh, Amanda Nunez. That is correct. All right. You have three more. Okay. Three more. Three more. Wow. Uh, how about... Um, BJ Penn? BJ Penn. Okay. You've got it. Yeah. You've got two more. Oh, okay. One is from Canada. French. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, GSP. That is correct. And one more. Uh, one more. His nickname was The Natural. The Natural. He beat Brock Lesnar. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, is it uh, Cain Velasquez? No, no. Randy Couture. Randy, that's that Couture. is correct. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good list there, man. There's some names on there. Yeah, it is. Uh, is are you surprised how many people have gone back and forth or have won two championships? Yes, I'm very. I'm very. Uh, I think the most shocking uh, name on this list. Is Alex Pierre? How fast he got on this list? Yeah, right. Exactly. The other ones ago, took a while. Two years ago, we didn't know who Alex Pierre. He was that one guy in the bar right. that was telling everybody he beat uh, Israel Adesanya. Right, right, and nobody really believed him. Right, no. Nope. And then he went out and proved it. So it looks like we got a sneak peek for UFC ninety seven in January, on coming January twentieth. 
UFC, which one? UFC 297. We have a sneak peek on someone that's a bigger name that you don't that we don't know where he is at right now. We don't know. I'm really not. I'm really not giving this a lot of justice right now. But I, you will never guess. Well, we never know where Polly Acosta is. Well, that's true. Right. Um. So the thing is that uh, Dana White has a podcast, or he made an an appearance on a podcast, which was recorded, video recorded, okay, uh, on uh, television, I believe, or YouTube or something. Well, in the background, he's in the same office where you. It's like a war room where you start matching up people. Okay. You know, say who's gonna fight who, who's gonna fight who, and lo and behold, leave it to the internet to put press pause and see what are the names on the, on the, the ba- board on it. the big board oh wow and lo and behold we do have a sneak peek of kevin holland's next opponent on ufc 297 kevin holland's next opponent it's not fedor Ilominko. he's <laughs> gone right uh ryan bader is in another division francis naganu free nope. agent no 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 uh gosh i don't know what the name is how about bellator's biggest name well, there's a Michael Ven- Venom Page. And you would be right. I thought he's a free agent, though. He is. I'm saying that it was oh. his, their biggest name. So it looks like UFC did wind up signing Michael Venom oh. Page. Did they? And now that he's fighting Kevin Holland. That is crazy. Is that a big enough name for Michael Venom Page? Uh, I think he needs a tune-up fight. I don't want to throw him into the fire. Do you? Well, I, I mean, listen. They, they threw in Chandler, didn't they? Listen. We all know how other fighters from other promotions fare in the UFC. Let's yeah. just be honest. Oh, yeah. They oh, don't yeah. fare well. They don't fare Even well. my boy Chandler is, I think, what, 500? He's yeah. one half and lost half. So I need Michael Venom Page to get built up. On, I want him to have tune-up fights. On that note, did you hear that Bellator was sold? To the PFL. All their fighters are sold to the PFL. That means we may get a Francis Ngannou versus Ryan Bader. This is this is my fantasy. This is my fantasy nerdum. Okay. I want Marvel and DC to eventually be under one company so that I can get them fighting each other. Yeah. So you know what? I'm good with it. I'm yeah. good with somehow them negotiating that the PFL Francis finally gets back to Jones. Right? I mean, doesn't ESPN own both now? Yeah. They- Couldn't we get the end? I don't know if ESPN no. owns PFL outright, yeah. but I know they own the rights to airing PFL matches. Wow. But I think they are an ESPN group. Are you excited that they did? I'm excited, but I mean, um, PFL wasn't turning any heads right now with they most of their fighters. I mean, a lot they had a lot of previous UFC champions or fighters at Pettis for one. Um, the Pettis brothers were on, on there. One of the Pettis brothers is really doing really good. Now they have Ngannou, which who knows when he'll ever fight for the PFL. Um, there's there's several names on there. But How many times have you watched in the last, let's just say three or four years, have you watched the PFL live tournaments or at least gone on to ESPN Plus and watched the re- the you know the replay have you I, i've done it one time and what was it for it was for kayla harrison yep that's right yeah you're right i mean look i'm the guy that's watching slap fighting on rumble <laughs> like right. i'm yeah. in to combat sports yeah. and even i is not it. watching the pfl yeah i don't know the oh. names and and clarissa shields was the other reason why i've I watched pfl yep clarissa me shields me too do you have any news i do not all right. Well, that brings us to our weekly pick 'em league. 
Okay, so we did have a couple weeks ago our picks. Uh, Daniel, you went one and two in MMA. Ugh. You went one and zero oh in boxing. You have a total of ten wins. I went three and zero oh in MMA wow. and one and zero oh in boxing, so I am at wow. thirteen. Look I have at a, you. I know a three wow. game lead, wow. three fight lead. Okay, for our players, we'll just give a recap because there will be some picks this week. Uh, we got Lynn at eight, Daniel at ten. You have uh, Daniel, you at ten, Dan. Uh, our player is at 10. Omar, Shane, Dom are all at 11. I'm at 13. Everett is 13. And, of course, our current champion is at 15 now. Well, that just shows don't pick the picks that I'm picking this week. Yes, don't don't, don't always listen to the host no, picks. Don't, don't. Um, well, yeah, if you haven't already, just go ahead and join in. Uh, be sure to check Facebook um, or our social media where we'll have the link to that survey where you just go ahead and submit your picks. Um, it's just always a fun thing to do. And at the end, you get a big, shiny trophy. Yes, absolutely. And always check out any late-breaking news on our social media, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and predictions. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you all next week.